Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, Nina. Yes. Uh, have you done any other podcasts before? Yes. Oh, what? Let's stop the podcast. I thought <laughs> I thought this was like your first time you ever did one. It's quite a different podcast. What was it? I did one for Help Musicians UK about mental health in the music industry. Let's not stop it was the podcast. Very that's, a, that's, a, that's a very, very good. Hey, listen, we talk a lot about mental health on the podcast uh, because it's a you know, serious matter. And we didn't talk about it for ages because... Uh, it was an interesting thing, actually, because I think that a lot of uh, in the let me how do I place this very carefully in the nicest way possible. D- talking about mental health is kind of this sort of cool thing to do at the moment. And everyone talks about mm. it. And we've all had our struggles and we've all had our different problems going on. And actually, we spoke about this yesterday, didn't we? Mitt? When you when you have mental health or experience mental health and you have some sort of profile, it's the best time to talk about it. because yeah. It reaches other people, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually felt the same for a while. Um, I've always like spoken out, but I've never done like an article or a podcast on it because I feel like everyone is talking about it. And I didn't want to be like, I didn't want people to think, oh, like she's using it as like a marketing tool. And it's like, no, like I genuinely have experienced it. So I am going to talk about it because when I was a kid, I just wanted to look up to someone yeah. doing what I wanted to do that had experienced it. It's so bad. There is almost that culture now. Like, I've wanted to get behind some charity and stuff, but I, I almost don't want to because at the same time, people just go, oh, he's doing it to try and look good or he's, yeah. do you know what I mean? I tell you, hey, before we kick things off, hey, everyone, welcome back to part two, a private part, still with the lovely Nina Nesbitt and my boy, Alex Mitten. Hey. Hello. Um, <laughs> Nina, listen, I, I'm such a, a big believer in activist and talking about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, have you experienced situations and things like that in terms of mental health and stuff? Yeah, I had really bad anxiety as a teenager. So I had like panic attacks like multiple times a day yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, horrible. So awful. Um, I just didn't know what it was. And I, like no one at my school had it or knew they had it so for me it was like I would would google like do famous singers have anxiety like can you do like what you want to do if you have anxiety and stuff like that because I just I thought it was going to limit like what I did with my life um but I soon sort of like got over it and got in control of it but now it's like yeah like everyone is talking about it but I think it, it is a for a good reason. Do you know what's so funny? I had, a, you know, I experienced exactly the same as you. I experienced panic attacks mm-hmm. and I had really bad anxiety when I was younger, 22, 20, and still get anxiety. I think it's sort of one of the things that you're able to control, but it yeah. kind of like, it doesn't really go. Mick, you've experienced anxiety and all these I've things. I've got it recently, actually. Yeah. I get really bad on hangovers. Oh, yeah. If I'm sat on the tube, I start to panic. I'm just like sweating. And then people noticing that I'm freaking out makes me freak out yeah, even yeah. more. And I'm like, Ugh. So every day you feel anxious, <laughs> right? Hey. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's really horrible. And I did exactly the same as your same situation. So uh, I was 21, 22, probably around the same age. I'm, you know, I'm five years older than you. So I assuming probably around the same sort of age, maybe you're having maybe a bit younger. Um, but no one knew about it. No one spoke about it. I had to kind of understand it by myself. And I just 
didn't want to talk about it to anyone because I thought I was odd and strange and yeah. weird and different. And I would Google the same as you. I would Google famous people who yeah. and say, oh my God, are they going to be okay and I could do this? Because I, all I wanted to do was act and perform yeah, yeah, and yeah. different things like that. And yeah. it really worried me that it was going to, yeah. you know, stop me from doing it. Yeah, I think because I was like 16 and... I was from like a little village where it just wasn't talked about and everyone like I had to leave class all the time everyone was like oh my god she's such a weirdo like why can she why can she not just sit in a classroom and it's like for me it's like I felt like my throat was closing up and I had mm. to get out of there immediately um but now like so many people I think in like the creative industry as well like entertainment industry so many people have it so many people and and do you know what spurred it on do you have any clue or anything like that um it's very random, but I actually went on the pill. Um, Is that what it was? When I was 16. Um, yeah, and it completely changed, like, my... Chemical balance. Yeah, and mm. um, maybe a bit too much information. But, no. It's... Like, I notice when I'm having, like, hormonal changes, my anxiety heightens and oh, gets yeah. worse, and there's not really been much research into it. But as soon as I came off the pill, I sort of managed to get in control of it. Do you, know, do you know what's so interesting? And this is, I, I watched this uh, TED talk with this guy who's now researched 83,000 different brains. Mm-hmm. All right. And what we do as society, especially in America, is that uh, you have, you're having panic attacks yeah. and you're freaking out. Okay, we're going to give you Xanaxes or Valiums and that's going to sort you out because yeah. it's going to calm you down. Uh, or you have depression, so we're going to give you antidepressants and that's going to sort you out. But in fact, every single brain is different. Yeah. And the fact that you are feeling anxious, and I totally believe you and totally agree yeah. with you, that hormone hormonal change within your system that can cause that chemical imbalance and putting you on Xanax or Valium yeah. isn't going to cure it yeah, yeah. in fact actually looking into the brain and understanding what are the changes that have occurred can actually develop it he told this one story that he's done 83,000 different brains and one of the brains he remembers so well it was a little boy who was the nicest boy in the entire world and one day he started drawing pictures of people hanging and him killing other classmates with guns and he was going to grow up and be one of these kids who probably went to these schools in America and did some something horrendous and this doctor took hold of him said let me take control of him studied his brain and found that there was a cyst on his brain they removed the cyst and he's totally normal now and that was his nephew and he just said my nephew would have gone through all these things because people would have tried to medicate him and do these different things and it would never have worked and in fact it was just about removing a cyst and finding the problem and that's what's so important sometimes right I think they're trying to approach medicine like that a lot more in general now it's like such an individual basis rather than blanket um, you know pills and all that kind of stuff Totally. Um, but also, yeah, you, it's so sweet that you talk out about that because as a performer, mm-hmm. right, the yourself, you know, the amount of kids out there who have stage fright or they are insecure or yeah. they're, you know, nervous about putting themselves out there and you're one of those kids and now mm-hmm. you're touring America doing all these different things. So you're yeah. just a great activist in those kind of areas, right? I hope so. Yeah. My first tour was an arena tour with, Example, the oh, DJ. Mm. Bragging, which, just no, but like, bragging from you again. <laughs> total brag. <laughs> but um, that for me was like, uh, that was the most stressful thing ever. And like, I used to have to come off stage early, like one or two songs early, because I, I felt so sick and like dizzy and like freaking out. And you really? do, you do just have to push through it because you will sort of become desensitized to it eventually. Yeah, yeah. 
Do, do, you, your career has been pretty amazing, right? Because you been have... Interesting. Yeah, it's been interesting. <laughs> it's been insane. Not only have you, you've done like advert songs for John Lewis, we said, mm-hmm. don't stop, but you've uh, written songs for like Jesse J and all these different people. You've toured with Example. You've toured with Ed Sheeran. You've toured... You did Justin Bieber in Hyde Park. Mm-hmm. You've just like experienced... Or Do you ever sit back sometimes when you're on stage and just kind of go, what the hell is going on? Yeah, like frequently. Yeah, it must be insane, right? Yeah, I remember when I started as well, I was like 17 and everyone was just like, enjoy it, you'll get a couple years. And now I'm like, I've been doing it like seven, eight years. I can't believe that I'm still doing it as a job. It's just hilarious. Have you, uh, do you, did you always, growing up, did you always want to be some sort of performer? Did you want to be a singer? Is that what you always wanted to do? I wanted to be a songwriter, um, like I love writing songs that's my favourite thing to do but there was a bit of me that enjoyed the performance as well like a little bit um, that little narcissistic side yeah, I want to be, the, I wanna be side. the front person it's a bit like you met you would want to be Dude, the front know that's you <laughs> <laughs> that's me through and through what I want to be the front man <laughs> yeah I don't know something about performing that I quite like well, I guess because you get that connection mm. and you can see like you know the emotion that you're able to bring out of the crowd right totally and I'm like naturally a very shy person but on stage I feel like I can just like be myself do you have any like sort of pre-gig rituals just to like sort of get yourself do you know what going to America made me realise how chilled I am as a person and on stage I've noticed like you know when you go on stage I'm sure you've had it and you'll be like oh that was like a bit of a bad crowd like I don't think they were into it I've never I've not that bad never never had a bad crowd yeah (laughs) smash it every time I go out I wasn't saying that no I've just never really been on stage before like he's done like a talk or something I don't know well listen you've been on stage loads what are you talking about I know but never really but I went up to Scotland you did you toured and you were on stage every night what are you on about yeah but it was some crowds feel better than others well it's true I went went to Scotland the other day and um, I it was Edinburgh Festival right at the moment and we I had to MC so you had to MC this whole thing this thing Bernardo's charity gig it's an amazing charity it looks after kids in the UK uh, who all over the UK who have like really troubled lives actually it's an incredible charity um, and I had to MC it so at the top I had to do 10 minutes for stand up mm. in front of a Edinburgh crowd who uh, didn't really know who I was and doesn't don't really understand southern humour and wow you can notice silence in those situations <laughs> and I got on stage and I told my joke and went I literally looked at the oh, crowd no. and, and no one laughed and I was like oh fuck I've lost something oh, <laughs> and you can notice losing the crowd it's yeah. it's quite tricky right and I think maybe not with comedy but I know that with singing anyway like on a stage I always thought oh no it's just a bad crowd but actually a lot of it's just they're feeding off your energy so if you go on like this is going to be the best gig like positive vibes like they do pick up on it the worst is like, if you, go out, you go out as like positive as possible and they still don't react yeah i mean you will have those gigs but now i like i'll put like dj like remixes on before i go on or like just to get them all like yeah pumped like up. just yeah it gets people listen hyped. listen you know i've got your back all right thanks Jim. listen <laughs> We're friends now all right aren't we i think we are there we go we've listen, shared a lot of information me and Mitt are we're pretty good performers Next time you have a gig, forget the DJ. Let's go on stage. We'll warm the crowd up Maybe for you. Maybe you be my hype man. Yeah, we'll be your hype man. God, I want to be a hype man forever. That could be great. Oh my God. Can we? You're a good MC. Yeah, no, we. Spit, spit some bars now. 
Uh, all right, I can do that. MC Lang. I'll drop a lyric now. I'll drop a bomb. I'll kiss the far. I'll be there for long. Yeah, let's not do any of the big, big <laughs> gig, gig dates that you've got. Some of those small regional towns. Maybe. Okay, look at me. My name is Jamie. My daddy gives me a lot of money. <laughs> That's just terrible. Sick. Wow. You're going to get a boo. Do that in Scotland. You're, you're literally, you're going to get a pint of piss we in were, your face. As we were going towards this this gig that I had to do, I was... I was Review, sort of talking to my friend saying uh, this is what I'm going to do mm. and as I was saying it the taxi driver suddenly piped up from the front and went I hope they don't have a gun <laughs> I went what? And so what, just before you got <laughs> yeah, just out just before I got out oh saying my it, was, God. it was that bad what about so but as Mitt said but rituals before going on stage do you do you ever do you ever have a drink to calm the nerves do you ever do anything like that? Uh, yeah <laughs> I'll have like a Southern Comfort. I don't know why. Will you? Yeah, I really like Southern Comfort or rum. But I do try and not do it on every gig. <laughs> you become because, an alcoholic. Do you find you, find you yeah. have a sweet spot? Like for me, before I go on to stage, I, I need to like, it's like three beers is, is perfect. Yeah. Anything over then I yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine is like one rum. And then I'll have one, like one bottle. a strong, no, no, like <laughs> one bottle. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> spewing on stage. Um, no, I'll have like a glass of rum and then I'll take one on stage. But uh, if I'm really nervous, edgy. I will have two rums and bring one. But the thing is like, if it's like back to back touring for months, you're just constantly, you're literally constantly an alcoholic. Drinking, so yeah. I try not actually drink on long tours. Yeah, I save it for like a night that I'm nervous for, and then you just really push the boat out. Oh, push the boat out with those, those oh. rums. Well, Mitt, that teases up very nicely because you've actually got us I a have, lovely uh, came, gin today, didn't I you? I came wow. bearing presents. Oh, cool piston, piston gin. Yes. Did you make this? Actually, delicious. I didn't make it myself, but you can actually go to their distillery and make your own. Wait, hang on. This is not a white gin. This is a like so it's like a whiskey. So it looks like a whiskey. It's Ooh. oak oak aged. It's actually delicious. I drank a whole bottle at the weekend. <laughs> wow. Listen, I'm really worried about you because you're just like. By yourself drinking whiskey, turning up, turning up to podcast with a bottle of gin. <laughs> yeah. You've got yeah. a problem. Can, yeah. can I open this? Yeah, yeah, crack it open. Are you? Are we, you, you can drink it straight. There is, I think, there's also some ginger ale. Is it. this going? Are you wow. going to give this as a present to Nina? Yeah, have you want it? Do, Shall we do, share a glass now? Yeah, obviously that's what we're going to do. Let's do it. Is this a present? Uh, it was more just so I could get through the morning, but um, <laughs> you know, Nina, by all means, take it. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I quite like this. Where so, is it made? Uh, it's made near like Ch- Cheltenham, in between Cheltenham and Worcester. I think. Okay. Yeah. I can't even get into this. They have a really cool distillery. I'm going to go down there and make, we should go down and make some gin. Nina, you in? <laughs> we're gonna I'm get, in. Okay. I love gin. Hey, listen, forget the touring. Let's go make some gin together. <laughs> hey, my new thing. Little interesting fact about gin. You want to hear it? Yeah. Go on. It's, it's made from... What? What, what? what? Made from botanicals and uh, no, oh, berries. No, basically, it? gin is the easiest spirit to make. I mean, out of all spirits, it's the easiest one to because well, you can make it with so many things, right? Yeah, but also it takes the shortest time. Like whiskey, you know. For, hey, coming from Scotland, whiskey takes ages, right? Here we go. We're going to try this thing. So, have right, you ever had just... slow gin? 
Yes, mm. I, yeah. Good, that that's like I, used, I used to steal my mum's slow gin when Did I was a you? kid. Did you ever make a shit mix? Did you know what a shit mix <coughs> no. was? So shit mix is where you didn't want your parents to know that you'd taken any of their booze, so you would mix like oh. tiny amounts of like whiskey, vodka. It was horrible. My <laughs> Worst hangover. <laughs> okay, here we go. So we've got to open this ginger. Oh, sorry, Nina, I haven't even. Yes. Do you want yours One with water? Lady, Do you want please. yours with water? Oh. Down we, your water. Should we, should we crack open? Yeah, that? crack open that with your mouth. You got oh. this. Come on. You gotta you're gonna be cool doing it. Here we go. Ooh. So okay, Nina, so let's drink that without. Me? Okay, so Thank I you. wanna hear more. So when you go on say you have one of these bottles on stage, right? You don't not one of these bottles, but you have a you have a uh, drink on stage and what it just makes you loosen up a little bit, makes you relax a little bit just more. Just makes me do you know what the main problem is? When I'm sober on stage, which is quite often now, um my brain is literally going you're going to forget your lyrics, aren't you? Go on, forget them. Go on, just forget them. Ha, your you're brain forget is the whole mean. Song. Yeah. Yeah. How does your brain do that? Or be that? like, what's your arm doing? Oh, look at your arms, they look so weird. Oh my God, you're walking like a weirdo. Like, that I know is exactly, literally I know exactly going what you mean. on. Whereas when you're drunk, you're like, your arms look great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're like, yes, <laughs> keep, work keep it. Keep swinging them around, they look really good. <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, two drinks, just... It's a confidence thing, totally, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, okay, right. Should we try this? Are we going to try it just without? Should we cheers, cheers guys? Oh, yeah. cheers. cheers, guys. Cheers. What a, what a cheers. great morning. Okay, here we go. We're going to try your piston oak aged dry gin. Fragrant. It's delicious. It's delicious. It's it's that's like whiskey, man. That's not gin. I think we need a bit of mixer. Well, I think we need a bit of mixer. Yeah, let's crack that. You know, also, you know, I know you're in a relationship at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, with your lovely boyfriend but uh, when you you know having mm. toured and things like that and dating people does your is your boyfriend a musician? He is yeah. Oh he is a musician mm-hmm. is that tricky sometimes dating people in the same industry? Um, I feel like there's pros and cons I've dated people out of the industry okay and I've dated people in the industry and I find that dating someone in the industry is easier because because they understand your schedule they get it and like I'll literally go away for three months at a time and like that just has to happen. So I feel like if it was someone with a stable job, they'd be like, what are you doing? Do you find, do you find there's a lot of jealousy from like a partner who doesn't really get, because you're just constantly away and you're like surrounded by people the whole time? And I feel like one of the things about being two musicians is not jealousy, but like you both want the same thing, which can be hard. Yeah. Do you get like, like almost not competitive? But yeah, sort competitive. Of, I think it is does the happen. One. Are you yeah. like, well, I actually did a cover for Fleetwood Mac. So. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so pipe down. Sometimes, but I think they can also appreciate how much hard work goes into something and be like so pleased for you and completely get it. And also, you just know the same people, so you can be like, oh my god, did you hear about that person? Oh my god, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you can gossip. <laughs> you I'm can good gossip. at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm a good gossiper. But it must be. But do, so, did you say that? So. There's no competitiveness if you're dating someone in no, some. No, there is. She's saying. Oh, there is. Like, Sorry, yeah, I missed that. Bit. So I was drunk on on gin. <laughs> well, yeah, if you can't see, Jay's actually down the bottle. <laughs> yeah. So there is that. There is that competitive edge. I feel like there can be. Um, I think with me and my boyfriend right now, you know, he was in a rock band. He's just quit and he's now starting a solo thing. What was his rock band? Lower than Atlantis. Oh yeah, I know. Th- that's sweet. Yeah. Don't pretend yeah, you know. No, I do. You don't know anything about music. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, Ask me another question. First, first song. First song yeah. that I would dance the to, Sexual Healing. What, what, next question. <laughs> what, 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 one of their songs. Yeah, I, don't, their song. I couldn't get off the top of that. I just know the band. I know the name. What was your favourite band, Mick, growing up? Uh, who did I like when I was growing up? God. Do you know what my first, this is really embarrassing, my first ever single I bought was 
Who Let the Dogs Out? Who, what a the, great the song. Baja Men or whatever it was called. And then Shaggy was my first album. Um, and then, yeah. Mine, mine was, uh, my first album ever was The Spice Girls. Was it actually? Yeah. Did you go on to see them? I, I never, no, I never went and saw them. I never did. Who are your heroes growing up? Who are your musical like heroes growing up? Um, first album that I bought was actually by Eva Cassidy, who was like yeah. a singer-songwriter. Uh, who became famous after she died. Yeah. You remember me she, she when the West Wing moves upon <laughs> the fields of Bali. What a song. God, I mean, that was a cover. That was we, a beautiful moment. We can, yeah. <laughs> just quickly, we could harmonize together. She, could. she carried you. No, she, she didn't. You. No, no, listen. Dude. Listen. No. Okay, okay right. Let's go. go. Okay, another Eva Ca- Cassidy song. Uh, no, let's sing. Let's just sing a... Um, let's remember sing, the song Bird. Why don't we sing one of your songs? Oh God, no! Oh, no. Are we not allowed to do that? Okay, <laughs> fine. Let's I not mean, do we that. can, but I'll sound horrendous. You won't sound horrendous. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's sing. What about um, what song is good to harmonise that we can do together? Do you know what's really good to harmonise to? George Ezra, Budapest. Okay, okay, I can do that. Okay. Do, you know, do you know the lyrics? Yeah, well, I'm going to get the lyrics up now. Just even like the. Ooh, ooh, mm, Oh God, so you can get up high. You're already hitting the high notes. <laughs> I look, okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, here we go. Uh, so I got, here we go. So we got, do you know the lyrics? No. Okay, but, well, I know them. So okay. here we go, ready? <clears throat> I'll start it off. My house in Budapest, my head and treasure chest, my grand piano, my Buddha focus still. Oh, I can't do it. Okay, I'll do the next bit. You, you. <laughs> That's a really hard one, Nina, to harmonise. You, you know, know, do you play know how it, it goes? Play it, though. Okay, I don't know. Do you know what Jay's going to do post-production? He's going to like put so many effects on it. He's going to make you sound What's in this gin? Jesus, it makes you want to <laughs> sing and just really go for it. I'm actually drunk. I feel, yeah, I'm having a breakfast. <laughs> a little bit. We'll go out after this. <laughs> what are you doing? Let's go and party. It's 11am. Let's go and do it. Um, hey, uh, Nina, we also got to that point in the podcast where mm. we have to have the answer to the question of the week. So, Mr. Ooh. Alex Mitten, give us the answer. Wait, before we start, Nina, you <sighs> said it was... Chuck Paisley. Chuck Paisley, man. Chuck Paisley. He sounds like someone I want to be mates with. Just, just quickly. He's from the south. Just quickly, give a quick background. Yeah. Give a quick background on Chuck Paisley, really quickly. Chuck Paisley's from the state of Tennessee. He wears Uh a plaid shirt, as Uh they call it. He's Mm -hmm. got a trucker cap. Yeah. Uh, He wears flare jeans, blue denim, and he wears big boots. Who's he married to? He's married to um, Nancy um, (laughs) Smith. (laughs) How's his relationship with his father? It's not great, yeah. actually. Yeah, he's he, he's what we would call an outlaw. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. So he yeah, murdered yeah. his father. His, his <laughs> relationship's not, his not that good. His dad's dead. He killed him, yes. <laughs> but he's somehow smart enough to be an astronaut. Yeah, he, forgot he, that. He's so much an outlaw, he had to go to the moon. <laughs> he can't get me up here. Yeah, okay. he's actually really smart. Okay, and my one was... Um, my, one, my one was... What was Chuck, Chuck something... Chuck, Chuck no. Chuck Mainstream. Chuck Mainstream. Chuck Mainstream. Chuck Mainstream. Chuck Mainstream's from Alabama. He played football in college. Uh, he married a sweetheart. He's in love. He has three little kids, Mary Jane, Mary Lou, and Mary Swanson. <laughs> and he Things drink- didn't quite turn out for him. <laughs> yeah. His marriage fell apart. He murdered her. <laughs> yeah. 
And then he went to jail and he met Andy Dufresne. And, then he and went... that's where he met Buzz Aldrin in jail. And uh, they came up with a plan to escape to the moon. <laughs> All right. So we got our two answers. Uh, Alex Mitten, what's the answer? Uh, no, this is really bad because my dad only told me one name. He, oh, he, just said, he just said Collins. Why don't we is that not that? even Collins? <laughs> uh, Collins? Can someone Google it? So there, so there we go. So it was Michael Collins. Disappointing that. <laughs> Sorry. That name. Like, I just expected yeah, it's bit, it's more. Not, like this buzz. Chuck, do you know what I mean? Chuck Pace, buzz. Lance. Michael. Michael. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, sort of, he's sort of the... Is it, who's the other Beatles? You've got the Beatles. Ringo... John, was that all their actual names? They obviously made those names, right? No, they were. They were. If there. you if you could have a stage name, also if you, if you could have a stage name, what would you have? Oh, what a big question! Because you were saying it'd be quite nice to have a degree of separation. I'd just get rid of my my second name. I'd just be Nina. Just Nina. Yeah, Nesbit's just not. I like Nesbit. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but isn't there there's there's isn't there the actor Nesbit as well? James Nesbit. James yeah, Nesbit. People always think we're related. But you're not. But we're not. But there's also Rab C. Nesbitt. Do you know him? Uh, no. There's a lot of famous Nesbitt. Google image him and then you'll realise why I don't want to be called Nesbitt. I'm going to have a look it's at bad. him. Oh, no. He's a fictional well, character. What's, he's what, not, he's what, not really, I was going to say, <laughs> you're going in on this guy. No, no. What's his name? Lance Nesbitt. Rab C. Nesbitt. But Rab, I, dressed, I dressed up as him for help. Rab, Rab C. Nesbitt. Let's have a look <laughs> at this guy. Okay, Rab. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, from... Uh, yeah, yeah, he used to wear the string vest. Mm-hmm. This is the type Listen, of guy that, that sits on the Daily Mail and yeah, says... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's an unkempt alcoholic who's just unemployed. <laughs> Sounds I, ideal. I used to watch that when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. I used to watch that. Was he, was he Scottish? Yeah. My uh, stage name would be, uh, same as my pornographic name, uh, South Farm Chevy. Wow. Yeah. So Where's that come from? Tiny, tiny Tim. <laughs> <laughs> South Farm Chevy and Tiny Tim take the stage. Get ready. Nina Nesbitt is performing first, and then we're on next. No, Get no, ready it's for just it. Nina. Oh, just, just Nina. Nina. Don't say her surname. It's <laughs> in contract. Hey, uh, Nina, listen, uh, you're writing at the moment. You're You're touring. Tell us. Tell us about what's coming up, what we're excited about. Um, I'm putting out a repackage of the album, uh, which comes out in... What does that mean? You're, so you're repackaging it. Basically, yeah. like, I'm freaking out trying to write another one. So I'm just oh, so going to do a few bonus tracks to the one that's already out. Just resell it. Yeah, Yeah, resell that. it, repackage it, new artwork. That's coming out in November, I think. And there's a new song dropping on the 13th of September. And the song's called Black and Blue. And it's about the uh, the little voice that talks to me whilst I'm on stage. Hey. <laughs> yeah. No way. Well, just in general life. Oh, that's sweet. I like that. Yeah. Are you, and and when you write a song like that, are you just like I, I like you? You just go, this is a, this is a goodie. Yeah. So there are three songs that never made the album, but I really liked, and I've posted like clips online, and people seem to like them. So and coming out. What's, and what's your creative process? Like, how do you do? You sort of let your emotion just drive you into where you go. Oh, this is like this is like a midnight chat after doing a whole bunch of gin. What's your creative process? Yeah, what yeah. do you do? What do you think um, about the political situation? Yeah, in it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have these dreams about Donald Trump and I just can't get them out. Yeah, what is your creative process? Um, I'll just write a load of shit until a good one comes along. <laughs> it's the best just, way to do it. Yeah. I like that. Just dump it all down. Just dump it all out yeah. and then hopefully 
you'll get a few good ones. That is so, and that's great advice for people out there who are singers who are performers, you know, um, and are, are trying to make it in there. I got told this once: you just got to write a thousand song, songs. Yeah. Just write as many as you can because people try and write the one hit, yeah. and that doesn't happen. Just keep writing. Just keep, keep writing. writing. The more you write, the better you get. The Beatles did something like they wrote two songs a week for something like ten years, mm-hmm. which is just crazy, right? That's you, you that's what be, you do. You have to be quite brutal. I write like house music, and it's sort of like. If it's not going anywhere, just cut it off. Because yeah, I used yeah. to just like try and like force it, and it just never happens. You know when it's good. You just like, you like get stop, feeling, start yeah. again, and carry on. Yeah. And are you going on tour? When can we come watch you? Because we're going to be front center stage. Uh, I can't wait. No, you're going to be on the stage. Well, I know. I didn't want to remind you, but yes, uh, <laughs> we are going to be on the stage. When is that? When, are you, uh, when can we come see you? I am doing a final closing show on the 10th of December at Electric Ballroom. Uh, in London it's in the diary oh my god that is four days before the final Strictly Come Dancing which I oh, am yeah, doing congrats hey no worries so I'll probably be dancing the final four days later <laughs> or not uh, most likely have um, you started training no I haven't done I haven't done anything yet I'm just have you danced before yes uh, he I has ha- for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think but uh, you know I offered him quite a lot of cash so. hey Nina all I'm going to say is I've got rhythm okay yeah you heard my singing voice and I've got rhythm that's all, okay. that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, Nina, listen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's been the absolute dream. Listen, uh, I said before, I, I was I was a huge fan, even more of a fan now. Um, yes. You're super nice, you're super talented, and God, Thanks. you're just going to kill it. So I can't me wait. Too. Can't wait for Black and Blue. Thanks. I'm going to be playing that all over the place. <laughs> uh, listen, follow Nina on Instagram, Nina Nesbitt. Go and check out her tour dates. Can we, is there a website we can go to? Yeah, just Nina Nesbitt Music. Nina Nesbitt Music. Go and check out her on Spotify as well, all of her music. It's absolutely epic. You're going to freaking love it. Nina, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. From me? Yeah, we we, we never warn anyone. And after 170 episodes, we still forget. But yeah. Oh, my God. Um, It's never too early to have a gin. Bring it home, man. That is the best one yet. I nearly started crying. Thank (laughs) you. I hope that changes your life. I love that. Hey, Mitt, thanks for being my co-host. You're going to come do a few more with me? I would love to. I can't wait for this. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.